Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. I hope today's episode fills you with inspiration and opportunity to connect on a deeper level with those that help you when you need help. Yes, we are kind of uncovering the other half of uh, healthcare organizations and hospitals. So right now I am joined by Chandra Stewart. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. There's so many opportunities. I first of all want to ask you that I feel like your team just has a calendar of year-round events and promotions going on because to run a hospital and to fund a hospital and all that goes into it, that has to take a lot of work. It does take a lot of work. And it, you know, it really is a community endeavor. Um, we've all heard the phrase, it takes a village. Well, it takes a community to make sure quality healthcare is there for every Arizonan who needs it. Um, and so we do a lot of events, um, whether they're stewardship, um, just to, you know, bring our donors closer together with us and have a chance to say thank you in person uh, to co- corporate partnerships um, like you're seeing a lot. I think we gave you um, some information on all the different court corporate partnerships that we have going on where the community wants to be involved um, in some way to make an impact on healthcare in our community. So we do a lot of those events just year round, just to keep people connected and to talk about the impact that they're helping us achieve in the Valley. And before we jump into some of those promotions, I'd like to give the best picture possible for those that might not understand a a foundation's role within a hospital. So what role do you play in driving on our health? So the foundation is a separate nonprofit, but it is under the umbrella of the Honor Health Community Hospital System. So our role is to advance Honor Health's mission through philanthropy. So we partner with donors in the Valley who have a vision and a desire to make an impact on the community, specifically with health and well-being. And we partner with them to help them uh, put together programs or opportunities to have an impact on the quality, the depth, and the breadth 
of healthcare in the Valley. So that's where the foundation comes in. Really, we are the fundraising arm um, to make sure that all that comprehensive, personalized wraparound care can happen for any patient who needs it. So it could be research and development that we're fundraising for. It could be germ zapping robots. It could be, you know, um, building a cardiovascular surgical suite. And so all of that happens through the generosity of donors. And something that a program that I thought was pretty cool that you all offer is the opportunity to fund the greatest need and to really turn over the the trust in saying, you guys know what you need best. You know, we see so often that funders or even individuals say, nope, I only want to fund the cardiovascular unit. And and perhaps that's not, you know, on the fundraising side, there's so many elements that go into it. Maybe that's not where you need the most help. So can you dive into what that program is and just offering the opportunity for you all to make those informed decisions? Yeah. Well, first of all, I love the way you phrase that. Thank you. Because trust uh, is so important to us. And we are always thinking the community and the donors and the patients for their trust in us, because we know that that is paramount. Um, And we try to make sure that we always build and keep that trust. And uh, one thing I want to make sure that everyone understands is 100% of every donation goes into the program that the donor wants. We keep no administrative fees. So that's a very rare thing. And we're really proud of that. So greatest needs, as you said, does um, allow us to make the decisions about where the need is, um, is the greatest and will have the most impact. So when people give to the Greatest Needs Fund, they give us the ability to direct funds where they can do the most good, whether that's immediately or in the future. So in the future, it could be research or, um, you know, a new neurological program, or it could be that, you know, what we've seen with the pandemic and the increase of these communicable diseases is investing in our fleet of germ zapping robots, um, you know, which I, I like that. <laughs> so sci-fi and they are really cool. So it's really about the ability for us to be nimble where we need it the most and with the focus on what is the greatest good for the community. So, you know, obviously um, when you're part of a healthcare system, it's not just the hospitals, you know, that um, are available to patients. So we have an integrative network. So that means our, um, urgent cares or our emergency departments, you know, all those that integrated care goes together. And so where the greatest needs allows us to um, help frontline workers or invest in things that need to be invested in that might not be as sexy as say, you know, um, a patient assistance fund or something like that. But it really is about keeping uh, patient care fueled and funded. My son was born at an honor health, but it was a birthing center, not a hospital. But I liked that, that it was yeah. a, it still had kind of that credibility of honor health, but I didn't right. want to be in a hospital. So yeah. And yeah. And so isn't it great that you can have that choice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, outside of some of those main programs, what is kind of the focus in research and development? And that's really just me being geeky and geeking out over the sci-fi of, I just think medical advancement happens so quickly and that research and the things that we can do today versus five years ago is astronomical. Can you give a glimpse into some of those projects that are that you're focusing on right now? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely give a glimpse. And I always um, go back to our CEO is Jared Lane Kildee. And he always says, gosh, there's no greater time to be a part of healthcare because the advancements are just 
so great and being fueled so quickly. Um, you know, we have AI, which everyone is looking at and how that integrates in. But research for us is really about finding, um, we, we specialize in rare tumors and novel treatments. So we do a lot with cancer. We're doing um, COVID trials and we're doing all these things that, you know, how do we make, how do we give people hope today, right? Especially people who have chronic disease or illness. And so we're really focused on um, new things in pancreatic cancer, anything like with clinical trials, we do that with new drugs. And um, so the Research Institute is going to be celebrating its 20th year in 2025. Um, and so we're going to be doing a lot more on that. But there's so many things that I can't even articulate about how much they do. And the research really, um, it, we have such an amazing team of scientists and researchers and world-class physicians that are there just making sure that, you know, how do we, how do we give people that hope, but how do we heal them in the process as well? And so that's what they're focused on. Mm -hmm. And the, the social determinants of health too. I thought that was interesting when I was just kind of cruising through your website that being part of that understanding of the social determinants of health, right. you're just like you said, you're not slapping a bandaid on it. You are understanding the person as a whole. Right. Um, yeah, and that's, I think, where you're going to see um, where we talk about wraparound care, right? So it's not just us, you come into the hospital and we're like, uh, we treat you, right? And we, and then we say goodbye, we don't. We want to make sure that everyone has the same opportunities, uh, pre-care, during care, and post-care. And so economic and social conditions, you know, can influence individual health care. And so that's why we rely on the community to invest in us and help us deliver these services across the continuum. Again, that continuum being, is it urgent care? Is it primary care? Is it emergency care? Is it surgical care? Um, and so when we talk about that, it's looking at um, things like the patient assistance fund, right? So um, maybe someone can needs a surgery and they come in, but once they have that surgery, they need a wheelchair and they don't have the ability to purchase that wheelchair on their own. So that's where they come to us and say, hey, I'd like to work with you and get a fund, get funds from the patient assistance fund. Um, or it's someone on a strict, strict budget who now needs medical um, supplies or uh, prescriptions every month, but they just don't have the funds to do it. So that's where we try to look at those social determinants and go, how can we help elevate their care by understanding individual needs? And that's just part of that personalized care that Honor Health offers. Mm -hmm. yeah. All of this takes a whole lot of funding. And so in November yes. <laughs> alone, there's four, five, six promotions going on. And this is just on the corporate side. Right. Um, is it this yes. way every month? Yeah. Yes. Lately, uh, with the, we've really um, built up our corporate team. Uh, Patricia Barney, as you know, has come in and um, we're doing a lot of good things. But yeah, we we have corporate events all year long. And it's not just corporate partnerships like this. It's um, on the fundraising side or, you know, the the corporate side. We also do um, a NICU, a morning of gold, you know, all these different events breakfasts, connection experiences for people who may be focused on, well, I really love, um, you know, supporting NICU care babies, you know, people, you know, ill babies, uh, you know, always um, grab people's attention and rightfully so. 
And so now we're working um, to pull in those community partners who want to have an impact. So um, let's see, what do we have going on? We have the Dillard's promotion, right? December 8th and 9th. And that's um, the Dillard store. The five stores in Arizona are going to be giving 10% back of all their proceeds for that day. Um, and so that's the kind of thing where, you know, it just makes such an impact because we always say no amount is too small or too great. So, you know, if you think that you're spending a hundred dollars isn't going to make a difference, it does. So for instance, it can buy food for our canines are uh, in the canine security program. So, you know, little things like that add up really quick. And that's why we're so grateful for corporate partnerships, because they really do have an impact on what we're trying to do here. And it's local, right? So everyone loves that. So, um, you know, we're dealing, um, if you, the Barrio uh, restaurants are doing a promotion with us uh, for Dia de los Muertos. So November 2nd through the 4th, everyone who purchases a Voodoo Ranger drink, $1 goes back for every purchase. Um, to Honor Health Foundation. And so, you know, we were kind of saying, oh, you know, drink for a cause, you know, maybe that's not the best for a healthcare system, but, it, you know, it's it's really, it's allowing people to, to give how they want and what's meaningful mm -hmm. to them. So if it's going out with friends and having dinner and drinks, fantastic. Yep. Why not? Um, that's you not know, a hard ask. Yeah, no, it's not a hard ask, right? <laughs> You're having fun and and you're serving your community. So that's really fun. And um, let's see, what else do we have going on? We have um, something going on at the VIG tomorrow night. Um, what is tomorrow night? October 26th? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, th this will probably pass. Yeah, it'll but air um, two weeks. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. So it will okay. have already passed. So, so we'll, we'll just edit that out. So we'll decide um, that program. Yeah. Yes. But tell me about Nacho Palooza because that sounds fun. Yeah, Nacho Palooza. I know. Doesn't that sound fun? Who doesn't yeah. love nachos, right? So Gadzooks is um, our partner on that. So anyone who goes in for the month of November and buys nachos, those proceeds return to Honor Health Foundation. And um, that specifically is benefiting our canine security program. And so um, the canine security program is wholly dependent on donor generosity. So everything from acquisition to training to food and supplies is donor funded. And our donors in the Valley love this program. Um, you know, the dogs are wonderful dogs. They are a special breed. They're all Belgian Malinois, mm. but they, yeah. So sounds um, fancy. Very, I don't even know what yeah, kind of dog are. that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like a a fine-boned German shepherd, we'll put it that way, but they're okay. so intelligent. And so they're used a lot in military operations as well. But the canine security program, we have 16 dogs now. I think we're working up to 18. Um, the importance of this is not only security, right? You know, it's always in the landscape of the world is just, we want to make sure that patients and their families are safe at all times. But they're also uh, so great for patient, elevating patient moods. So even if they're patrolling, they also go into rooms and they sit with patients and yeah, yeah and just uh, give them the the uplift to their their day that they need. So um, that's what the, the Gadzooks promotion is going to do. And so that's at all locations across the valley. So we hope to see people there in the month of November. And that's for the whole month. So there's there's lots of opportunity there. Right. You can have nachos more than once in the month of November. <laughs> Definitely have nachos more than I think so. <laughs> and drinks at Barrio Queen more than once a month. Yes, absolutely. That's going to be great. Um, <laughs> and then 
let's see, do we have any more going on in the, we, well, we're still working with the big and sauce. Um, so just to give them a shout out as well that, you know, they've done amazing things for our honor health cancer care programs. So. And is all of this information on your website too? If yeah. there's one that sticks out versus another? Well, yeah. I mean, they can find out all everything. If uh, honorhealthfoundation.org, O-R-G, they can go there and click on events and they will find everything they want to know about us there. They can click on um, ways to give and learn about all our programs. Um, we've talked a little bit about greatest needs and canine and patient assistance funds, but there's so many, you know, there's cardiovascular, there's neuro neurological, there's NICU. So, um, and if they want to just, for some reason, they're so inspired, um, they want to donate, uh, they can jump uh, right on, <laughs> just jump right on our honorhealthfoundation.org forward slash donate. But, you know, we, we try to make it easy for people to find us and really learn what we do. Um, you know, because our whole mission is just to everyone's health and well-being is our mission. So. Mm -hmm. Something that really piqued my interest was the 10K mm -hmm. run. So I was, I had never been a long distance runner in my life. I was always a sprinter and that's how that was. And then about a year ago, all of a sudden yeah. I got into running. And so I was training for a half marathon um, up until July when we adopted our newborn daughter. And that just all went right what? down to absolutely zero. I went from half marathon training and running like 10 miles a day to I don't think I've ran ever since. So one of my goals kind of yeah. in 2024 and beyond is to get back into running. So I like when I see these opportunities that I can run. It's a 10K. It's not quite, you know, at the at the level that I was right. at one point, but I am, I will get back there. But for now, um, I really, I really appreciate seeing those runs kind of popping up all around the valley. So tell me about the 10K. When is it? Where is it? I will be there. Yes. Well, first of all, congratulations to you for training. You know, I always say if running was easy, everyone would do it. Um, so that's why what we love about the 10K. We are a sponsor of that. This is our third year. It is November 12th down at the Capitol. And the great thing about this is you it doesn't matter what your athletic ability is. Uh, there's the 5K, there's a 10K, there's a half marathon, and there's something fun called the, the Mullen Mile, which is if you just want to participate and you just want to get your family out for some fun, the Mullen Mile, you know, you, you just, it's an easy way to just have fun outside. Um, Arizona is so great for that, right? So right um, now, yes. Yeah, right now. Yes, not that's why that is not in August. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not smart. Yeah, no, not smart. But um, a little bit of history. So Dr. Art Mullen founded this, and I believe in 1976, and it was the first race of its kind. It's still the longest running race in Phoenix. Oh, cool. And so, and he is a physician with Honor Health. And so it just all kind of came together like, yeah, you know, let's talk about this because what it offers is, you know, movement is so important to the quality of life and your long-term health care, um, being active, having maybe like a family tradition, taking time to, you know, that social connection is so important to good health. So we're really trying to get people to think about how can you, you know, stay healthy outside of hospital walls or primary care walls. And we want to do that. So we bring things like this to people's attention so that they can have opportunities to get out and maybe find something that really does um, help them move, help them get those endorphins and just have fun in the process. And it's a good cause. Um, 
Dr. Mullen also works with educating children, especially on obesity. And so it all has this holistic healthcare understanding that, you know, um, we need to move, we need to take good care of ourselves. And that's just part of it. So November 12th, downtown, you can register at phoenix10k.com or honorhealthfoundation.org. Either way, um, we'd love to see people there. The whole Honor Health Foundation team comes out. Members from the Honor Health team come out too. And we just greet people and have so much fun and give them swag and t-shirts. So it's a good time. Yeah. And then, well, you know, there's always there. brunch. Yeah. There's always brunch after. So <laughs> at Barrio Queen with yes, <laughs> yeah. at Barrio Queen or Gadzooks or the big, I mean, there's so many places. Yes. So no, and we would love to see you there. So seriously, it, it is really a good time. We all go out and um, participate in some way, whether we're greeters or, you know, or we're running, we, Mm-hmm. We all movement just stuff. feels good. Movement outside is so much superior, absolutely superior it to movement is. inside. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just such a great stress relief. And I mean, there's tons of research that even shows like being outside in nature and being able to look around and inhale and exhale. It just does wonders for the body. Right. And your stress levels. So it's a, it's a great way to spend time. Absolutely. And the yeah. last kind of it's it's a very large piece of November um, is Giving Tuesday. And that's something that is community-wide. Can you just give a brief explanation of what Giving Tuesday is if someone hasn't participated in it before? Yeah. So Giving Tuesday is like an, a national occurring annual tradition where um, they encourage people to give be generous, support your community, no matter what the cause, however you want to. Um, So it's a really great national campaign that just ensures people have the opportunity to realize how their generosity can make an impact. And so, of course, as a nonprofit, um, we are participating that uh, in that it's November 28th this year. Um, Any donations to us, any support will go towards the patient assistance fund. Again, that fund that offers financial support for those who need it for post-op care. Um, And so we are really um, going to be talking about that more for the month of November. But yeah, Giving Tuesday, um, bless everyone's heart. It's just a great way to participate. You know, $10. I always say if everyone gave $10, imagine, you know, like how amazing that would be. You could fund every nonprofit. Oh, yeah. And and to whatever nonprofit you want. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing, you know. And what's great is if you go to the Giving Tuesday website, they, you know, they list like all the nonprofits that you can support. And so there might be just something in there that you didn't even know about um, that's really making an impact, you know, even if it's a niche market, you know. Yeah, I would encourage people to 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 get involved and 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 find a way to um, give back. If I'm the sure timing of it is somewhat ironic, because we're like, oh, Thanksgiving, we're all so thankful, and then we turn yeah. around on <laughs> Black Friday, and we're all fighting each other in the stores, and we want this, and we're being, you know, spending money on Amazon like crazy, and then. Right. Cyber Monday right. and their small business, like all of these days of spending, and then they tack at the end. They're like, "Oh, and you should also give to a nonprofit." <laughs> right? You know, as you spend, you know. But um, again, you know that that generosity movement, you know. So um, yes. good marketing, I guess, by Giving Tuesday. But um, right. certainly, you were right. Um, great time of year to count your blessings and to to share those as you can with others. So, yeah, we're we're very grateful that we can be a part of that as well. So. Yeah. I always like to hear about folks that are in these these positions of driving organizations, driving foundations, and just hear a little bit about your story and how you came to be in the role that you're in right now, but then also what a day in the life looks like for you. 
Yeah. Well, um, thank you. Yes. I don't often talk about myself. So how fun. Um, so my title is director of communications and donor relations. Um, and so I came into this position um, and I'm so grateful for it because it's really my job is to say thank you and to really spread the love to our donors. And so stewardship is so important to any nonprofit, right? The fundraisers are amazing and they work with the donors and say, please, my job is to then say thank you to all those donors, whether it's a monthly donor, a one-time gift, a major donor. And so um, putting together meaningful touch points um, and really communicating to them the impact that they make. So that's impact reports, um, that's gratitude events um, like we have coming up in November for our donors. Um, my daily um, existence is most likely planning an event. We have several throughout the year. <laughs> yeah, and then, obviously. Um, right, right. I write the magazine called Reflections of Honor. I um, write the monthly newsletter known as Philanthropy in Action that goes to about 90,000 people in the Valley um, that really just highlights like, here's the good you're doing. And um, social media is part of that. Um, occasionally, I get to do really, really fun things like this and talk to people <laughs> about the things we do. But I really, I love my job. It really is um, a great job. It's all about making sure people understand what their generosity is doing for others. And so I really love it. I love the analogy <laughs> of they say please and you say thank you. I don't think yeah. I've heard that before. And I talk to fundraisers all the time. That's oh, cute. right. Well, there you go. I think that's, yeah. So you have fundraising and stewardship go hand in hand. And um, it's just, you know, so important that donors really understand their impact. And so that's what my job is, is to make sure they do and that they feel good about it, right? So again, no donation, no act of kindness is too small. It really isn't, so. Yeah. And what was your background before you came into this role? My background, uh, marketing and communications was my background. So I've always um, been, well, not always. In 2006, I moved over into the nonprofit world and, um, marketing and communications was always um, where I was focused. So I love being a storyteller and, you know, putting, connecting people and um, ideas together. So that's been my background. So I was at Goodwill for a while. Um, and that's a, I'm sure you've heard of Goodwill of Northern and Central Arizona. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I've so, had them on the show. Um, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. So that's, that's my background. And then um, I was just lucky enough to come into this. I've been with them since 2020. And I have to say Honor Health Foundation, the culture there is amazing. I mean, it really is. I call it the hospital with a heart. Um, not that others don't have heart, but everything we do is really around patient care and gratitude. Like, and I'm so I get to talk to so many grateful patients that they drive the point home that they feel really special when they're in our care. So that makes me feel so good. What was that like coming into a hospital setting in 2020? Was it just right. like, I picture <laughs> sirens going off and everybody running around in hazmat costumes and I, just, you know, yeah. not costumes, they're, they're uniforms, yeah. not costumes. Yeah, uniform, yeah. <laughs> but what was that like? What a well, time. with COVID going on, it probably looked like costumes because everyone was, you know, wearing masks <laughs> and facial gear and protective um, coverings. But um, yeah, yeah. So that was, um, you know, I, we came in remote. Obviously, I started uh, in August of 2020. So it was a remote position until um, the pandemic uh, cleared a bit. And so um, 
you know, it, it's just, it makes it a little bit harder to learn because it's so important to, to do those walkabouts and learn what happens in the hospital. But um, boy, come in and hit the ground running. There was such a need to really communicate right. and to, to let the public, you know, know what's happening and our patients know and our donors know. So, but um, it was a great time. I mean, it was an exciting time. It still is an exciting time to be part of healthcare, you know, with everything going on and, um, you know, the, the needs of the community, you know, Arizona continues to grow. And so we're always looking at what are those community needs? You know, we have so many different demographics within the state. Um, so it's always exciting. It's never a dull day. And as far as, yeah, <laughs> yeah 2020, I can imagine I mean, that. Yeah. yeah, bless our healthcare workers, our frontline healthcare workers. You know, I have to say that. I mean, they really just rose to the challenge. So that was the first thing I guess I remember is just how impressed I was with the commitment of healthcare workers to be there on the ground, you know, um, making sure that people were okay um, in this very unknown time. I mean, nobody really knew, right, until we knew. And so yeah. it was, yeah, it was a time of um, some challenges, but they rose to it. And I'd like to leave my listeners with a story, an uplifting story. <laughs> Do you have any patient testimonials or stories of of those times where it really went off, a light bulb went off for someone or they were, you know, there's, you're dealing with a lot of emotional yeah. issues and diseases and illness. And, and sometimes it's joyous, but do you have any moments that for you really stood out in your time there? Yeah. I mean, I like, I get to, um, like I said, I get to interview grateful patients. Um, and that's always, I mean, it's just heart warming mm -hmm. to know what goes on. But um, there's a couple that stand out. I just um, talked with a grateful patient named Magdalena, who is a breast cancer survivor. And uh, she's up in Sedona. And I think the thing that stands out is, you know, a lot of people deal with cancer, but a, a lot of people don't understand that cancer affects the whole family. Like this is a family journey because of the nature of the treatments, depending on when you catch it. Um, and so, you know, in talking with her, she had a, she caught it early. She's, she's now advocating for early detection, which is huge. She caught it at stage zero and people think, oh, wow. well, stage, yeah, stage zero, you know, how, you know, should that be a concern? But she, you know, she said stage zero, it doesn't matter the stage of the cancer. When you hear you have cancer, you drop to the floor. It yeah. doesn't matter what stage and you literally, your life flashes before you, there was before cancer and after cancer. And so that just really hit home. And it really made me think like, gosh, you know, there's so much trauma that happens with diagnosis. And that's the thing is that, um, that, you know, when you think about the work you do, and, you know, I'm in an office, how are you making an impact? Well, you are making an impact, because we're letting people know, we're working with people to get the care that needs. And so wraparound care, I've said that a couple times doesn't mean just hey, come on in and we'll do our best. It means you're going to come in to an honor health and you're going to have personalized care, comprehensive care. And especially with cancer, um, we treat all forms of adult cancer, but we, especially with breast cancer, we have a team of 35 specialists who review every patient case that comes in and they talk and they go, is this the best plan? What's working? Do we need to make any tweaks here? So the fact that she was so grateful that she caught it at stage zero and that she really is now advocating for early detection, it just really hit my heart because, you know, I haven't had that diagnosis and hopefully never will. But, you know, her talking about how she spent the entire day for a stage zero diagnosis on the floor, weeping. Yeah. 
you know, okay. that, that really tells you just the start of that journey for people who are dealing with something challenging and or chronic. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the community and to Honor Health Foundation. It really is a a fantastic system and and I really appreciate it. So thank you for your time today and all that you do in the community. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me on and um, we're so grateful that you are helping us share our story. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today and I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley Now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.